the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us at SoCal Live. I'm your guest host, Pastor Rob McCoy, Pastor Godspeak Church in Thousand Oaks, California. Joining me in studio is my good friend Bryce Eddy, jiu-jitsu black belt and also part of Covered Six, a good friend. And we have been putting together this week, I'm guest hosted today, tomorrow, and also Monday. And you and I together, we put together some good, 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 good guests. We have a great lineup. Yeah. Well, and also, I, I like the theme song, so we're not going to call it SoCal Live right now. We're going to call it uh, Liberty Station. Oh, there you go. Yeah, let's board the Freedom Train. Uh, it, I, because Jesus is the author of liberty. Amen? Amen. There you go. And so uh, part part of my journey as a—now, I was, I was political before I was a Christian. I used to walk precincts with my mom, uh, and, and my dad ran for council— I wasn't a churchgoer. When I came to Christ, I was shocked that the church didn't participate in stuff like that. It's estimated that there's 15,280,000 evangelical Christians in California, of which half aren't registered to vote. And of the half that are registered to vote, only half of those vote in a presidential election, 11% in a non-presidential election. And our young people are looking at it going, why doesn't the church engage in stuff like this? And it's fascinating to me because our next guest, and you and I both adore this guy, our, our next guest He's 25, maybe 26 years young. He dropped out of college, although he's brilliant. He was at Colorado State University, I think, or Boulder, I don't know. And and he wasn't a Christian, but he loved the principles of freedom and wanted to, to understand what made America special. Even though at one point in his life, he was completely secular, progressive, and left. And it was the pursuit of that that brought him into the church. And he's recently become a Christian. And he's got a he, he's he's got a big following. He's a huge influencer across the country. And if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, it's Will Witt, right? Will Witt, yeah. And he's got a he's got a book. We got to promote it. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great book, and I think it's got a splendid title because Do it. it's a How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies uh, Using or Taking on Liberal Arguments with Logic and Humor. And and that's what Will does. But before we bring him on. I really want folks to be able to ask questions from Will. So why don't you, what, what, what we'll do is if, if, if you want to hold on the line while we do just an initial interview with Will, and then we're going to take, we're gonna take uh, calls from all of you. So it's 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And if you, you call in, we'll put you on hold and first come, first serve, and you'll want to ask Will any question. And uh, so let's, let's, get, let's get to it. Let's bring Will in. Will, you there? I'm here. How's it hey, going? Good, buddy. Thanks for uh, joining us on SoCal Live. And uh, Bryce is with me. Bryce Eddy is is uh, with you, and and so is all of Southern California. Uh, and I wasn't sure. I said 25 or 26. How old are you? I'm 25. And, yeah, you had it right with uh, CU Boulder, not CSU. We don't like CSU. Yeah, my we bad. Like CU yeah, I'm sorry. No, yeah, I, another, oh, yeah, just mark that up as another failure. I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> So, so you're co- you're a quarter of a century old, and yet you are a wise man. And I, we watched you uh, up front in in a church that, you know, you weren't a Christian a year ago. Is that? I think so. Is that correct? 
That is correct. Yeah, I, I was definitely trying to discover things more a year ago, but I wasn't baptized until just about nine months ago. That's awesome. And and you went through a season where you weren't a conservative either. You 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 were an atheist. You became a Christian. You weren't a con, you weren't a conservative first. You were total. I mean, you were out there. You were an activist in some respects. Am I guessing correct? Yeah, I mean, I was a liberal atheist my entire life growing up, and essentially. I aligned with every single piece of leftist dogma that they put out there because that was the easy way. You know, it was hard to, to look for truth and hard to go against the grain when every single thing out there was just pushing you further and further to the left. So until I went to college, I was on the left and I was an atheist, and I wasn't just an atheist. I think when you're talking about me being an activist, I mean, I was an anti-God activist, going and telling people to how stupid religion was and how stupid God was. That was the type of guy that, that I was growing up. So so the first thing that changes for you is politically, and then all of a sudden spiritually you start to awaken. Uh, and and I, I attribute that, and you, you may not know what I speak of, but Galatians 3 says that the law is a school teacher, it's a guardian, to point us to Christ until faith comes. And so if, if, a, if a nation is designed in such a way, the laws of nature, nature's God, and you're, sw- you're swimming in that stream of truth and the laws of nature, nature's God, as our founder said, then faith comes and you, you, you have that opportunity because it protects us and points us to Christ until faith comes. And that's, that's om- Galatians 3 is what happened to you, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, that seems exactly right. What I found is that, you know, when, when you find out that you have been lied to for so long in your life, when for years and years the mainstream media, your teachers, your professors, all of these people have been lying to you, you feel incredibly compelled to go and speak truth. I mean, you heard me this last weekend at God Speak, and the, the main purpose of my speech and all of those services was to get people to recognize truth when they see it and that they need to speak truth. Because I feel like the amount of lying that is happening right now is worse than ever before in American history. Yeah. I think that we are controlled more than ever in American history. And that is because the people who control us control us through lies. And so when I heard the truth, I had no other choice but to go and speak it and, and, and turn it into my life. Now, now, for folks who are tuning in, our guest is Will Witt. I'm, I'm guest hosting. This is Pastor Rob McCoy. And, and Will, you go on campuses, and, 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 and you, you're so moved by what you've started to learn that you want to go in and challenge others the same way you had been challenged and you face opposition, and I think that's going to happen if, if we open up the phone lines for folks to ask you questions, because um, you walk on and you're, you're – you're, well, first, before we do that, because I, I want to get folks to, to be able to call in. Bryce, what do we got for the number? Yeah, it's 888-528-2557. And you just call in, and, and you can ask Will a question. And, and listen, Will – when you go on campuses, you face opposition, but I have to tell you what's so precious about you, and I've seen your videos, you just have an affable way about you. You're, you're just sweet, and it's, it's hard to hate you. That's the idea. I, I mean, I, listen, if someone came up to me when I was still a liberal atheist and they were a conservative and they started being rude to me or condescending or anything like that, there's no way I'd be in the place that I am now. You know, that's the difference between the religion of leftism and, the, and Christianity, is that when I was an atheist, all of the Christians who I met were some of the nicest people ever. They didn't hate me because I was an atheist. These Christians, they, they wanted to have me sit next to them at church before any of the other 
Christians who were at their church, right? They wanted me to come in and speak to them and talk to them before anybody else. That was so cool to me. Wow. That they were so welcoming and heartwarming. That, that meant a lot to me. And so seeing that and how these people act, I mean, you, you have to be compassionate, and you also have to have some humility. I go out there when I talk to people, and I don't, I don't say that I know everything. I definitely don't. I've learned a lot from the people who I've talked to. And that's something that's, that's really been eye-opening as well. You know, I've never wanted to make content that is just red meat conservative content for people who already agree with me. I've wanted to change people's minds. I'm a big fan of Friedrich Nietzsche, and Nietzsche in one of his, his books, Thus Spoke Zarathustra. Zarathustra is kind of this fake prophet that he makes up in the book. But essentially, he's got all these followers, and his followers one day are just like, hey, we love you. And Zarathustra says, you have to, you can't follow me anymore. And they say, why? We love you. Why? Everything you said, we love everything you said. And he says, take the ideas that I've taught you and put them out into the world and see if they actually work. And that was a really powerful thing for me. That's what I've always wanted to do and make sure that the ideas that I believe in actually work when I put them to the test up against other people. Well, Will, uh, you said something that it is, is difficult to swallow in the church today. You, you, you talked about being drawn to people who are kind and loving, which is what the church wants to be, but yet you're still political and you still want to contend for these political principles. Should the church do this? Is this attractive to young people? I already know the answer, but (laughs) come on. Yeah, of course they should. I mean, a lot of the biggest problems in America stem from the pulpit. I, I hate to say it, but it's not just the pulpit. It's a lot of other places, but pastors... And, and priests and Catholicism, all this, they need to be people who are going to stand up for truth. You can't call yourself someone who, who heralds uh, or, or pushes God's, God's word if you're pro-choice, or you believe in this anti-individualism that is now being pushed, or the CRT. You can't say that you're a Christian when you believe in these things, because they are anti-Scripture. And so I think that a lot of churches want to have this kind of big tent unity, right? They want to be this unifying church. And it's like, yes, with with your brethren, you will have unity. But that does not mean sacrificing the values or the Word of God for a unity that is based on manly things or or things that are of this world. And so, yeah, I think that that wherever we go, whatever church it is, I think that pastors and, and evangelicals need to be speaking about all of these different issues. And it is very attractive to young people, yeah. I will say. You go, to, you go to Catholic parishes, and you'll go to the ones that are very have a lot of old people, and they're all leftists. They're the leftist parishes. You go to these young Catholic parishes, and you will see all these young people who have, like, eight children, and they're 20 years old. You know? It's, it's, yeah, they're it's fired up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Will, um, and, and for folks who are tuning in, this is Will Witt. He is an author. He's also a huge influencer on social media. Prager U, Dennis Prager, is, would he be your boss, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I mean, I guess so. He, yeah. He's the founder of the company, so I guess you could say he's my boss. And, 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 uh, and, and we've been discussing it at 25 years of age uh, and, and – Coming, becoming a Christian less than a year ago, but being a conservative before that and coming out of secular progressivism, atheism, and it was, it was politics and, and conservative principles that pointed you to Christ. So we've got folks who have questions for you, and I've been asking enough, and I want the folks here in Southern California to be able to have an opportunity to talk to you, Will. Is that cool with you? I would love that. All right, well, uh, we've got... Ariana, uh, line one, uh, 
Are you there, dear? Oh, yeah. Hi. Welcome to SoCal Live. I'm Rob McCoy, and you're on with Will Witt. What's your question, dear? Um, I, I actually do not have a question. I wanted to point something out, if it's okay with you. If you do it briefly, because uh, folks get yeah, to call in to ask questions, so do it. Go. Yeah. Boom. I just wanted to talk about how moved I was with the phone call you, you had with the pastor. Um, the bishop, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Brother um, Love. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting very emotional just talking about it because um, your way with words and your way of talking to him and explaining how much you love him I you do. Know, as a Christian. And um, everything you told him was just, I felt it. It came out of your heart. I, I felt the love. Oh. And that's how I am with everybody that I meet that I know has been a good person in my life. Um, I've lived a very hard childhood, and now as an adult, I'm very happy, I guess, because I couldn't, um, you know, give that happiness I had in such bad and had happiness as a child. So now as an adult, um, every business partner that I have or business associate, when I've seen them reaching out to me and giving me work and, you know, trusting me, letting the you know, leaving their home in my hands when I'm going to build something or do something with them. And I, I thank them from the bottom of my heart. And um, people that have helped me build my business, I thank them the way that you thank the pastor. Well, I don't know what you did. I don't know. I don't know exactly what you did, but you just, my heart was so warm. You uh, talked to him. Ariana. I felt the you, love coming out of you. You, you, you bless me. And I, I thank you for taking the time to call. And and sharing that, um, uh, bless you, dear. I, I I'll tell you what. There's other folks who want to ask a question, but I could stay on the line with you all day. You're so precious. May the Lord bless you. And and oh man, I look forward to meeting you someday. In the meantime, yeah, I'm going to let you go because I want to go to the next caller. But and I want to get back to Will. But thank you, bless you. All right, bye, dear. All right, our next caller is Don. Uh, he's got a question for Will. Go for it, man. Don, you there? Yes, I'm here. Well, what what do you have a question about? Well, I don't have so much a question as a statement. I mean, well, I agree that the Bible has comments that would be uh, referable to pro-choice. Everybody agrees with that. But CRT and whether to be vaccinated, that just sounds like Prager nonsense. I mean, really. The Bible tells us to obey civic authority. Romans... Yeah, Romans thirteen. Romans thirteen. Don Romans thirteen says to that God appoints all positions of authority. There, there, and the word is submit to them. And it also says that they're there for our good. And when, when, when you when you look at that, if they don't do good, they're not the authority. That's that's why we had the Declaration Paul, of Independence for for, for not light and transient when, causes. But when Paul when Paul wrote Romans, Zero was the emperor. Was he a godly man? Oh, no, that's a was good one because it, yeah, all right, you asked me a question, Don. You didn't have it for Will, but I'll take it. Uh, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's take Don's question, and I'll, I'll answer it for him. Don, yes, N- Nero was in power, but he wasn't the Nero that you're, you, you, you hear in the history pages. At the time, he wanted to allow Christians to have access. He wasn't the one burning them oh, at the time. As you, and, uh, look, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a history major, Fresno State University. And, and, and I, would, I, would love, I would love for you, I would love for you to come on out and let's discuss this because you haven't got your history right. Nero wasn't the guy you're describing. And yes, it was during the time. But the reality of it is, I'm sorry? I think you're way off base. 
Well, you, you can know, think that, but I, I, I gave you facts. And there's no historical basis for that. We are, what, what facts? Tell me. What well, are you quoting? What historian? What, what, what do you, it, which one do you want to read? Yeah, okay. I got it. Are you there? Hello? Yeah. I, I could say something, Rob, if you would like me to, that I think is pertinent to this. Yeah. That we are made, we are made in the image of God, okay? Saying that CRT is Prager nonsense is essentially nonsense in itself, because being made in the image of God means that we are made an individual, as individuals in the name of God, in the, in the image of God. What CRT tries to do, in essence, is turn us into a collective where we are no longer seen as individuals or godly people. Anything with CRT or this leftism, I mean, Karl Marx said religion is the opium of the masses. All of these, these postmodern theories like CRT that derive from Marx are anti-religious and try to make us into a more where we value the good of society above the good of the individual. That's exactly what CRT is. And so all of these things that try and take away our, our presence with God and our biblical truths, I mean, are essentially anti-Christian. And so I don't think that it's a stretch to say these things. I really think that they are. And I think that, that saying that this is Prager nonsense is, is exactly what these types of people who are putting CRT into our schools and our academics and all of this, that's exactly what they want. They want people to think that this is just conservative propaganda or anything like that, when in reality this is all according to their plan to take God out of the way. Good word, Will. Don, you there? Yes, I'm here. What do you think of that? Yes, Come here. on. First of all, I think Will Witt needs to go to college other than Prager U. All right. Secondly, uh, let, let, let's, 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 stop the, let's stop the ad hominem attacks. Come on, Don. All right. Be uh, civil. You're right, you're Be right. civil. Okay. You're right. I agree with you. I'm sorry. I, love it. I apologize. Go on. What do you got? Uh, firstly, I still think it's a tortured reading of the Bible. The Bible is used to justify slavery. That's, and the Southern Baptists justified slavery. So you, that's a tortured reading of the Bible to say that it's against CRT and it's against vaccination and it's against vaccination mandates. I mean, I think that's a very tortured use of the Bible for political purposes. And that's the problem with some Christianity. That's why young people are fleeing from Christianity, because you've made it political instead of theological. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the problem. I don't think people are fleeing Christianity because of that. It's because the leftist postmodern influence on the grip on America is so strong. I mean, Christianity is growing in other parts of the country or in the world, but it's declining in the West because the West has put such a value on these material things and essentially sinful nature. I mean, we have one in six people in America now addicted to some sort of substance. People no longer value truth. Everything is subjective. There is no more truth in America. When you have that, of course, people are going to turn away from Christianity. And again, they want to make a lot of pastors want to have this big tent Christianity instead of focusing on actual biblical truths. Uh, Will, that's good. Don, uh, we're, we're coming up to a close on this this segment of the program, but I have to contrast Ariana, who comes to say thank you about Bishop Huggins and civility, and Don, with your ad hominem attacks, but you were honest to just apologize. Bless you, man. Good questions. Uh, Will, uh, and if folks tuning in, you're, you're at SoCal Live. This is a really cool one. Uh, you're with Will Witt, who's our guest. I'm, I'm the guest host, Pastor Rob McCoy, Thousand Oaks, California, and Don had a great question on CRT. And Will, you did a great job, man. I, I, why aren't you sitting in this seat? What am I doing here? Bless you, buddy. Listen. 
I'm not a college graduate, so they don't put me in these seats, okay? Yeah, I, I have to graduate college, and then maybe I'll get a chance. I, I get that all the time. Yeah, well, uh, Will, you have uh, you have really shown the civility with the clarity as you address Don's question. And and they come back with the same narrative and they put that forward, but we, we know critical race theory, and, and we'll spend time doing that. I didn't want to do that today. Uh, but but I'll I'll bring on I'll bring on an atheist who can talk about critical race theory. Uh, yeah, and he actually spoke at our church. Um, and and if you've read cynical theories, uh, James Lindsay, Doctor James Lindsay, amazing. Yeah. And, and he, he, I I had him in our pulpit as an agnostic. Hey, uh, will you stick with us for the second segment, or you got to go? I got to get going, man. I All wish right. I could stay. That's cool because we'll we'll, we'll pick it up on the second segment. But I want to say thank you, Will. Folks, SoCal Live, Rob McCoy, Will Witt was our guest. God bless you. We'll see you in the second segment. Thanks for joining us, SoCal Live. I'm your guest host, Pastor Rob McCoy, Pastor Godspeak Church in Thousand Oaks, California. In studio with me is Bryce Eddy, my dear friend, black belt in jiu-jitsu and also with Covered Six. And he's helping me coordinate all these guests, and he's done a remarkable job. And uh, for uh, for the folks that were tuning in in the last segment, there was a caller. His name was Don. Hey, Don, uh, you asked me to give you the references. Here's my email, rob at godspeak.com. Just send me your email. I'll send you the references for my statement. And thank you, Don, for that. That was good. I love the, the back and forth. And uh, Will Witt, amazing guest. Um, before I go to uh, a guest we've had, but he's in studio now. We finally got him here out of traffic. Before I go to him, I want to take this last caller. Uh, Sean, you have something to say. Uh, go on, dear. What do you got? I say that what will bring us more on one accord is when we give Scripture. God's Word is what we are to speak, and it can never return void. Come on. That's the only thing that is going to bring us on one accord as a body of Christ to echo the same thing, to be a doer. We can't be a doer of what we don't know, and we, we can't we can't, you know, we can't expedite the unity that we've got to get one voice, more on one accord. And I think that brought a lot of, and a lot of people live hypocritically. However, when those Marxists and all those different things, they can never combat the word because it's true. Well, Sean, I, you know, so. Sean, I, I have to, if, if you don't mind, I, the, you, you couldn't have been a better segue because uh, in 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 the studio with us is the man that was on earlier, but we it was breaking up because of the cell phone, and you're stuck in traffic. You're here, and I wanted you to be in studio because you have the most buttery, beautiful voice. It's Bishop Broderick Huggins. Now the two of us politically are different, but it, but but Miss Sean just just started sharing about the significance of the word. What keeps us unified every time we sit and we discuss issues that we uh, are divided on? What always blends us. Sean nailed it. The word of God. It, it is It is the truth. It is the objective standard, which is standard to all reasonable people. That's, that's truth. And when people become unreasonable, they veer 
off into theologies that are controversial. They veer off into dynamics that divide us. But when you stay in the pocket, stay right there and 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 discuss and embrace truth, it stabilizes our country. Our country is divided because we really don't understand the difference, uh, Sean, between doctrine and theology. Doctrine is objective. Theology is subjective. And when your theology, your personal perspective becomes more important and overrides the word, then we have issues. Amen. Well, folks, if you're tuning in, this is Bishop Broderick Huggins, who's my guest, and I'm Rob McCoy. I'm the pastor of Godspeak Church. I'm guest hosting here on SoCal Live, and Bryce, you're here with us too, but I'm happy to have you, Bishop Huggins, because, and, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there, and, and, I, and I know it's touchy, but I'm going to go there. Would, would you share with the folks, because, uh, Bryce, you can testify, I'm melaninly challenged. Uh, Bishop Huggins will get pulled over riding a motorcycle for tinted windows, and and I'm a marshmallow in milk, right? <laughs> is, is that an amen? Amen, because I've been pulled over with tinted windows. So. <laughs> but but this is where I'm going. Uh, you know you you you've been hurt. I mean your your son your son your son was shot by Alameda sheriff's officers. How many times was he shot? Thirteen times. Thirteen oh. times. Wow. And 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 I remember you sitting in our congregation, and I'm I'm in the middle, like an Oreo cookie. You had uh, Officer Brandon Tatum, and uh, Broderick Bishop Broderick Huggins, and then Rob McCoy, and 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 there you guys were going back and forth. Here you had an officer who's conservative, and and I, you guys were going back and forth, and the civility of that, but it was challenging. Right. But I, I'll never forget what you said. When, when you had described your boy being shot 13 times and you looked at Officer Tatum and you said, I wish you had been on call the night my son was shot because he'd still be alive. Absolutely. I love that. I, uh, I got choked up, man. I, it's, I still do. You are precious. Um, all of these things play a role in our life. And, and we can be embittered and angry and you have every reason in a sense, as do I, the enemy wants to divide us. Absolutely. But as Miss Sean just said, the word of God. And and you told me one time, you said, I love you because you rightly divide the word of truth. That's the beginning and the end of it. Oftentimes, because we don't want to veer outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. We look at scripture or we try to politicize scripture in a way that salves our sense of self. Yeah. And and as when it's all said and done, it's not about us. Yeah. You know, Paul said though the outward man perish the inward man is renewed day by day. We have to let the outward man perish and allow our spirits to be removed. And when our spirits are removed, our minds change, our hearts change, and the way we perceive and treat people change as well. Amen. I, for those of you joining us, my guest is Bishop Broderick Huggins, and, and uh, lifelong Democrat. I'm your guest host, Rob McCoy, lifelong Republican. 
we are opposite in many respects, and the world thinks we should be divided, but we're the closest of friends. And and I shared with the audience early on that you invited me to your anniversary, which is big in the black church, and it, it isn't in our church. They don't right. even remember my anniversary. <laughs> Uh, and 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 you you sat me next to Reverend Doctor Jeremiah Wright. Now I'm Charlie Kirk's pastor, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 conservative. I mean, and and everyone tells me he's the devil, and I sat next to him. Now, granted, his it, some of his theology for me I struggle with, but wasn't that a marvelous day? And was there any contention that day? Not at all. What were you thinking, putting me there? I, I was I was like a it was a black tuxedo with a pair of white shoes. Because both of you are my friends. I know. I already knew the answer. <laughs> My friends, and I'm not going to. I'm you can have a friendship and still disagree, can't you? Absolutely. There it is. Absolutely. Did everybody hear that? You can you can still disagree and have a friendship. How is that possible? Because it's it's not about the issue. It's the love of the person. If you, if there's honesty and integrity, and I know that with you. Wait, wait one more thing. I'm sorry, Bishop. It's okay. I got I got the folks need to hear this. They need to hear this. In the most trying times of my life, especially when maybe you didn't agree with me, even when it came with defying the lockdown orders, and I don't know that, but in, when the whole world goes out, a definition of a friend is when the whole world goes out, they come in. The person who called me at almost every critical juncture in my life was you. Bless you. you are a, a, a friend that's closer than a brother. Bless you. I love you more than tongue can tell. Well, I love you as much as a man can love, love another, another man, man and, and still, still be a man. A man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at the end of the day, Rob, it's it's not about agreeing with a person's position. It's really about being a part of helping that person be all that they can be in Christ. And when you're under attack is when you need love the most. Amen. Yeah, I, I, I remember uh, it, was, it, was, it was Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King who said, I don't know what's worse, the voice of my enemies or the silence of my friends. Right. Uh, but my friend across from me here right now, you were not silent. You have always loved me, and I pray I've done the same for you. Absolutely. I, I've, I've done my best. It, it, but you, you've been a better friend to me than I've been to you. I don't know about that uh, because when, let me just say this, when I went through my tra transition in ministry, you were the first and only pastor, black or white, that brought me back into Ventura County to preach and to minister on a regular basis. Well, that's because my church doesn't want me when you're in town. Oh. You are good. Oh. I, 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 your sermon... And, and I won't go through the whole details because we're limited on time. That was the finest sermon I have ever heard. And the, the, the way you presented it, your hermeneutics and your homiletics, the way you just go about it. I, I just, I wish God had made two of you and none of me. You are so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep saying that. Well, for folks who are tuning in, you're, you're part of SoCal Live. I'm your guest host, Pastor Rob McCoy, and I'm joined in studio with uh, Bishop Broderick Huggins and also my dear friend Bryce Eddy. And, and Bishop Huggins and I are close friends. We are melaninly different. Uh, we are politically different, and we are the best of friends. And we wanted everyone today to talk to hear that, you know, when you're talking about news of the day and you're talking about the topics and 
Don Don was frustrated. Ariana was touched, and and everybody wants to be caustic. Um, this is how you deal with it. Civility has to win the day, and civility is the respect for the other individual and and, and, and listening. Anything you want to share in the last portion of this segment? Just one scripture. Yeah. And it's the scripture that I was raised on. Follow peace with all men in Hebrews, and holiness without no man shall see the Lord. It is our quest and our desire to be all that God has called us to be, and that produces peace in relationships with our brothers, in our relationships with God, and our relationships with our community. So thank you for allowing me to be oh. a part of this broadcast and you're the one who patient su- with You're me. the one who suffered in traffic. I love you. <laughs> Uh, no, my, my joy, Bishop Huggins. And and listen, folks, uh, join in studio just for all of you. This is uh, Bishop Broderick Huggins. I call him Brother Love. Uh, we got a little bit of time before I want to talk about our, our next segment, but would you just tell everyone how they can follow your church? It, it, if, they want to, if they're in Oxnard and they want to be a part of your church. Simply Church House of Prayer, first, second, and fourth Saturdays at 930. Yeah. 415 Pearson Road, Port Wyneme, California. Do it. 9.30 on Saturdays. We worship on the Sabbath. I want to be with you. I'm waiting. I'll come. You got to preach. All right. Well, folks, uh, th- this has been uh, Bishop Broderick Huggins, my guest. I'm your I'm your guest host, Pastor Rob McCoy, joined in studio with Bryce Eddy. And I'll tell you what, next segment, we've got Charlie Kirk. So if you got questions for Charlie, we might take a few of them, so call in. And until then, we'll see you in the next segment. Charlie Kirk, God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us, SoCal Live. I am your guest host, Pastor Rob McCoy. I'm the pastor at God Speak Church in Thousand Oaks, California. I'm joined in studio with my buddy, Bryce Eddy, and uh, also Bishop Broderick Huggins. You stuck around. I mean, you were in traffic the whole time, and uh, it's good to have you with us. Um, we we have a, a wonderful guest in this last segment, and I asked you to stick around so you could hear him. You've never had the chance to meet him, Bishop Huggins, but... Uh, I'm his pastor, and I love this guy, and he's the smartest person I've ever met. He gives me stretch marks on my brain. Um, and, and folks, listen, we might have time to take a call or two. I don't know, but I really want to hear from him. And uh, our guest, here it is, Charlie Kirk. Charlie, you there? Rob, I'm doing great. Great to hear your voice. You too. Honored to be here. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a joy to have you with us, Charlie. We, we've had an interesting segment. We had Will Witt. We had a caller call in, and you know he's upset about vaccines and CRT, and then another one who was thrilled about my my friendship with Bishop Broderick Huggins, lifelong Democrat. I'm a lifelong Republican, and we have a friendship through you know civility. And and Charlie, I I, I love the way that you always allow people who disagree with you to take the front of the line for questions, and and you have a heart to reach the people who are in full disagreement, and you're kind to people. And and you want to you, you, there's a roadmap back to this this country we love. Can you outline that for everybody? And just this is your time. Take it. Well, well, thank you, Rob. I uh, I try to be that way. I, I get heated every once in a while, like all of us. But yeah. I I try to keep myself, uh, you know, always trying to strive toward, toward civility. Actually, our great mutual friend Rob Foster Freeze 
He yeah, taught us that he did. Uh, all the time, and he just passed away this last year of civility being so important. Uh, yeah, that's actually that's what we do on when we visit college campuses. Uh, just this last week uh, with Turning Point USA, we were at University of Vermont, and definitely not a friendly crowd. We did have a lot of you know good allies there, but we always have a rule. If you disagree, you're allowed to go to the front of the line. Uh, we want to try to have debate and discourse and dialogue, uh, disagreement, which is critically important, um, to be able to kind of just see if your idea is any good, too. I mean, if your idea can't stand up against opposition, then maybe you should find another idea. And that's always, you know, kind of it's that iron sharpening iron verse that I think, Rob, yeah. you know very well, yeah. um, of good, good ideas, making good ideas. Yeah, I think about kind of the pathway of kind of reconciling where we are in our country right now um, I know there's a lot of people that are being persecuted right now and losing their jobs, and they feel as if they are under attack. You know, the, the thing, I think that people that believe in liberty and people that are faithful at this particular moment, um, I, I'm coining them as a term of being anti-fragile. There's this phenomenal book that was written about six or seven years ago by Nassim Taleb, and he tr- he was struggling to try to find a term to describe what the opposite of fragile is. Now, when you think of fragile, you think of an antique, something that will shatter at a moment's notice. Now, you might think of durable or tough as the opposite of fragile or the inverse, but that's not good enough. We're trying to think of what an organization or a movement or a people would be that the more they are attacked, they actually get stronger. That's not tough. That's not durable. That just means they're able to withstand it. And I've been doing a lot of praying about this, and there's some scriptures that say we should rejoice in the midst of persecution, that we should... You know, if you are persecuted in my name, I'm paraphrasing. Count it all joy. that to be a blessing. Amen. Now, now, I'm not diminishing or discounting that people are going through times right now that they never would have anticipated. But what if we are actually becoming an anti-fragile movement? What if the more... Uh, Charlie, this is so us, good. Oh, I'm oh, well, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, what if the more they throw at us, the more that we endure, um, maybe that's actually part of the celebration that we need to go through. And I'm not minimizing it. it it's, it's a real thing. I, I'm, I'm out there trying to help everyone possible to get away from mandatory vaccines and losing their jobs and their income. But I am seeing right now people that are saying, no matter what you throw at me, it actually makes me stronger. And so I think that's a big, I think that's a path forward for reconciliation. And I also think that the people that have been trying to demoralize us, Rob, um, and trying to wear us down, they're actually getting a taste of their own demoralization medicine, that they're the ones that are saying, why is it? that Christians are actually holding the line. Yeah. Why does it seem as if they're stronger than, than more than ever? And I think that's an unintended consequence and blessing from this current chapter that we're in. You know, if, if you don't recognize the voice of my guest, it's Charlie Kirk, and, and it's almost like I don't even have to interject that because you've, you've really had an influence across the country. You're on Salem Networks, and, and you've been speaking everywhere. You're on campuses. You've got podcasts. You've got your radio shows. Uh, and you're on news broadcasts quite often, but I, I would also just share with everybody that as the guest host here for SoCal Live, um, I I have the privilege to call Charlie Kirk my friend, and and you call me your pastor. And you which, are my pastor. You, you right. say that, and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm so honored by it. I actually got to officiate your wedding uh, for you and Erica, and and I, I know you're sharing with a way back, but we got limited time, and I was so blessed. When you spoke at Foster Freeze's funeral, it inspired me in generosity, unlike any man I've ever known. You want to take a minute to talk about him? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he had a profound impact on my life. I think about him every day. I'm actually looking at a picture of him right now. 
in my apartment. Um, he, he was such a special person. Uh, the Lord blessed him significantly. He made seven, $700 million in his life. Um, he credited the Lord with all of that. He was one of the top um, mutual fund advisors, and he gave it all away. He gave away well over $600 million in his lifetime. Who knows what he had left at the end of it, but the, the tributes that poured out at his funeral were people that we ne- people had never heard of, churches, hospitals, international water missions that came out and they said, yeah, Foster gave us a million dollars. He never wanted anyone to know about it. Foster gave us five million. Foster was our first seed funder at Turning Point USA, and he was the number one advocate of civility. He always wanted to try to bring people together on common cause. He was a true Christian. You could just see it. As soon as you met him, he he lit up a room. One of the happiest, most joyful people I have ever, quite honestly, met in my entire life. He loved people. Kind of he loved the Lord. He loved our country. Um, he thought really highly of you, Rob, and it was one of the greatest blessings of my life to get to know him. Mm. And I know he poured into us and sowed into us so we can keep this fight for liberty going. Charlie, are you a, are you free to share the story about your classmate that was a nurse uh, at that Freedom Square that night? She came. You don't have to say names, but. Yeah, I got to dance around that a little bit just because of confidentiality. But there was a. Um, there was an interaction at a certain hospital at a certain time where Foster confided in this nurse that um, how proud he was of, of me and Turning Point and how he, he felt America was going to be in okay hands because yeah. of what he was able to pour into. And that, and that only makes me, that motivates me more. So people say, Charlie, how do you guys do it at Turning Point? You know, you personally are doing two podcasts a day and three hours of radio and traveling 330 days a year. I say it's the Lord, but it's also, I've been invested in. You know, there's this idea that life is a gift, and I don't have to get into this, the biblical side of this, but our mutual friend David Engelhart says, no, God invested in you. He didn't just give you a gift where you could do whatever you want with it. And Foster Freeze invested in me. Bill Montgomery invested in me. Tom Patrick invested in me. Lost those three guys in the last year. Rush Limbaugh, who was a dear friend of mine, too. So, you know, I'm 28 years old. I look back, and boy, in 10 years, I was invested in by a whole generation of legends. And that's, um, that, that makes you work harder. I can tell you what, and uh, it's a it's a it's a tremendous blessing, it truly is. Well, again, folks, this is Charlie Kirk joining me, and I'm the guest host, Rob McCoy, and we're on SoCal Live. And Charlie, as you're you're talking about people investing in your life and and blessing you, and 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 thinking about Foster specifically, uh, not only would he invest financially, but every time he was with you, and any time I was in his presence, he was always dropping truth bombs in such a way that he he was he was an encourager. He, he always uh, just elevated the room, and he would look at people and say the nicest of things, and they were always true. It wasn't flattery. Mm-hmm. He had this unbelievable ability to encourage. He was almost like a walking Here, here's how I know. Here's how I know Foster Freeze is a greater person than I will ever be. He became personal friends with Harry Reid. Mm. And uh, no, I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> <It's> a joke. <laughs> um, just not, my, I don't share the same politics as Harry Reid, and I don't know if I'd be able to get through that. But Foster became deep friends with leadership of the Senate Democrats and was someone that tried to build bridges. And his funeral was one of the most extraordinary things ever. And I think when people are listening, they say, how do we get through this? Well, I mentioned that word dialogue. You know, dialogue comes from a Greek word, two Greek words, dia, through, and log, logos, rational speech, or through reason, as it says in John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. That word is logos. And it literally, dialogue is through logos. Through God is how we reconcile this country. Speech is how we are made. We are the speaking beings, as Aristotle said. And speech is how we're able to differentiate good from evil and right from wrong. You see, animals can make sounds of pleasure and pain, but only human beings can differentiate right from wrong 
and good from evil. And as soon as we stop talking, then all of a sudden we get away from that. Charlie, that's that's good. And 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 I, you know, the first time I was exposed to that teaching was with Hillsdale. And uh, I got to give them credit. You Charlie you do because Hillsdale dot com. Charlie F O R Hillsdale. Sorry, I sorry. Do it. Do it again. Credit. Do it again. No, if anyone wants to learn through their on, online courses, they have been an immense blessing to me. It's Charlie F O R Hillsdale dot com. They're huge sponsors of our show, and they've been a blessing to my soul. I mean that. Well, and and, and I I found them before you did. And and you thought I was smart. I just didn't tell you where my source was. And then you found it and you're Uncle, like, "Well, I found your source." <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just normal. Man. No, no. I remember I called you up. I said, "Rob, you know, there's this really smart guy Larry Ard and he says that Aristotle said politics is the highest form of community because it combines morality and sociability." He said it just like you did and he said, "Oh, Charlie, you found one of my sources, but not all of them." Yeah. <laughs> and I laughed. Yeah. It was so good. And, and I've been I went I went through every one of their online courses and I've been so blessed because it, it, just to understand the history in a, in a and, and it's all footnoted it's it's profound so I'm I'm thankful for that. Well, Charlie, uh, you have any you have anything you want to share in the last couple minutes? Uh, because I've I've so enjoyed being the guest host and then having you as our guest on SoCal Live. Anything well, in the last couple I'll, minutes on your heart? I'll tell you, Rob. If you uh, if you if you do this more often, I'll always come back. I love this. I truly do. I love dialoguing with you. Yeah, I just want to give a word of encouragement. I want to kind of reinforce what I said earlier, which is the more they throw at us, the stronger we get. I'm seeing a new resolve. I'm seeing a kind of release and almost a um, a differentiation between the temporal and the material and the eternal and the spiritual, where the faithful are saying, you know what? Yeah, you could fire me, take my job put me in prison, but I got a relationship with the divine. I'm working on a transcendent trajectory here, not just cashing a paycheck and having a nice time at the bar or the football game. That's new, Rob. That wasn't there 10 years ago. It wasn't. No. There was, there was remnants of it. There's always been heroes. But now we're seeing people that never would have thought of themselves to be in this fight for liberty and freedom. They're giving it all, and it inspires me. You know, I had a friend of mine on a radio show. He said, where's everyone fighting? I don't see it. And I pushed back. I said, no, I'm seeing it. I am. You might not see it on CNN or MSNBC. You might not see it on social media every day. No, no, no. I see people fighting. I see people sacrificing. I see people giving up their $400,000 a year jobs as airline pilots or senior executives in America to say, I'm not going to do – I'm going to stand for righteousness and truth. That inspires me. I just want to say – that you are being you are becoming a tougher anti-fragile activist patriot christian whatever you want to call it and that's yeah. a formula for winning it and is i just want to say keep going all right if you hear my voice right now in the beautiful state of california hold the line we got your back thanks charlie well folks thanks for being with us at socal live i'm your guest host pastor rob mccoy and until next time you were with charlie kirk god bless you guys bye now Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.